0: Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together, Bruce and I have written 35 cookbooks. <laughs> I can't laugh every time I say it because I can't believe it's true. Including the Instant Pot Bible and our latest, which is out this fall, uh, fall of 2020, Instant Pot Bible, The Next Generation. But we're not talking about Instant Pots at all
1: today. Nope. Today is the mustard show. The mustard Colonel Mustard is doing it with us the, today in the studio. The Mustard Show.
0: So let me explain what's going on here. Um for the past few episodes we've been recording things to do with leftover blank. Uh, I think we even got so crazy as to do leftover booze, which is insane. Because no
1: one ever has any who has leftover, leftover booze? I know, who No one has
0: leftover Tip it booze. back in their mouth at the sink. So, um, <laughs> I think that could be said of so many things. So many. Anyway, so uh, we've been doing all kinds of things honey and yogurt. And today is the mustard show. And we're going to talk about things to do with that little bit of mustard leftover. And
1: we're talking any mustard here, right? Uh, yep. The, and as we go through them, we'll tell you what kinds of mustards we think might go best. But almost any mustard will work with these things. So so I want to start with um, a morning mustard usage. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you can knock your tongue awake in the morning by whisking a teaspoon or two of mustard into two large eggs and then scrambling them as you normally would. And you don't need to add salt wow. because mustard has salt in it, but use lots of black pepper. So. It gives the eggs a depth of flavor Savorite. and a savoriness that is so amazing. Yeah, no, and I, to I, that end, don't use honey mustard. It's too sweet. Mm. I like to use Dijon mustard for this. I like to use a coarse grain I'm, mustard for I'm this. I'm doubting it. I'm doubting it. You're doubting, doubting, it. You doubting you doing the whole I, thing? I, mm, yeah. I mean, I, c- come on. We Christians want sweets in the morning. I mean. We Jews like whitefish <laughs> salad. On a bagel, not th- on a donut. I think
0: if you, you you mixed a little canned cherry pie filling
1: into eggs and scrambled um, them, then maybe God. they would be decent.
0: I mean, come on. No, We
1: butter a bagel and then put whitefish salad. You <laughs> you butter a donut. And then put sprinkles on it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's exactly right. So I so
1: mustard and scrambled okay. eggs is fab. You could do it for lunch. You don't have to have it for breakfast. I'm going with it. Um, I agree. It would add a bit of uh, no spankingness if to it. If you use a spicy mustard. I think a spicy mustard is best. If you like yellow mustard, go with it. But I do think a spicy deli mustard or Dijon would be best. You know, I, I, we were at a cookout
0: not too long ago, and there was yellow mustard on the table. Just American standard yellow mustard. And... I get, has it gotten sweeter? Because it was so sweet. It was unbelievable. This is America. We are sweet people. <laughs> Here I am complaining about canned chai. Uh, canned pie filling in Because
1: that was dinner. Yeah, you, I know. See, that's why you would like that mustard in the eggs at breakfast, because it's sweet.
0: I yeah, I think so. Uh it was so sweet, but I,
1: I would use a smooth mustard for this, right? You wouldn't yeah. use a grainy well, mustard. You with can and, eggs you can oh, and then it'll be like caviar. I don't know. Oh it'll be like caviar in your eggs. Mm. Sand in your eggs. Mm-hmm. You could put two tablespoons of sand in your eggs and spread <laughs> them up as usual. Mm. Mm. Now that's a breakfast from the Shtetl.
0: Okay, I'm moving on. I'm moving on to my idea, which is to make a better party dip. So here's my recipe for a great bean party dip. You take a can, you know, 15-ounce or whatever they come in, a 15-ounce can of white beans. Drain and rinse it so you get your can of beans. And
1: sometimes that's called cannellini beans, right? I yeah. Mean, sometimes a little white beans, great, great northern, northern yeah. any of
0: that stuff. But white beans, it really doesn't matter what you use here. This is so so easy. You put the can of drained and rinsed beans. And the you rinse them is they're a little slimy out of the can. So rinse them off.
1: Mm. Slime.
0: Ugh. And you put that in a food processor. Now add two tablespoons of mustard, a tablespoon of lemon juice, and some ground pepper. I don't care. However much you like. I would put a lot. You might put a little. Whatever. But two tablespoons of mustard, a tablespoon of lemon juice, and then also a thinly sliced medium scallion.
1: No, that'll be give you good. They'll give you a little specks of green. They'll give you an yep. onion flavor. I like that. Yep.
0: Cover your food processors and wear it up. That's it.
1: That's okay, the what kind of mustard do you want to use in this?
0: Well I would say in this case I would use a really no spanking mustard like French mustard, like Dijon, uh well,
1: you know, wh- wh- any of those kind of See, mustards. I would probably go with a honey mustard here because honey mustards can be very spicy and I like the little bit of sweetness in the dip.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm like the mild stuff, the you know, M A I L L E, the uh, male or male? Male, or as they say in some places mile the male stuff and i like that a lot because it is so no spanking that's not what i really want
1: and because you're putting it into the food process it doesn't really matter if it's coarse or something no
0: it really doesn't matter you can use up any kind of mustard for this white beans two tablespoons mustard tablespoon of lemon juice um as much black pepper as you want and then a th- Thinly sliced, medium scallion to wear up in there. If you really want this to get a little sweeter, you could add a little sugar to it, like even a teaspoon, and it's going to sweeten it up if you're scared of it being too spicy. Now, I have a
1: question. A couple of episodes ago, we did uh, the sardine show, and we did a sardine dip that was used white Mm -hmm. beans. and hmm do you think with the mustard, you could put a drained can of sardines in this food processor well, and have a really delicious mustardy sardine bean dip? I suppose you really mm. could. I was trying to keep this as simple as possible. Go ahead. Sardines sound good. Fuss it up. Yeah, fuss it up.
0: Fuss it up okay. as much as you want. Just get your pita wedges out and have fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the next thing I'm going to do, I know it's going to cause a lot of strife in the world um, <laughs> because there are going to be people who think I'm going to be its sacrilegious to futz with a pizza. But you know, Boy, you are really setting this. Pizza up. doesn't have to have tomato sauce, which means, yes, I know there's white pizzas without mm-hmm. tomato sauce, but guess what? We can make a yellow pizza. So instead of tomato sauce, we're going to we're smear pee on it. We are going to spread a thin layer of mustard on a whole wheat crust. You could do regular crust if you're on whole wheat. And so you're talking, I don't know, it's gonna take a couple tablespoons of mustard to get a thin coating. Then you put the cheese and toppings right on that mustard. And here's what I love: when that comes out of the mm-hmm. oven or off the mm-hmm. grill or out of the pizza oven, mm-hmm. top it with a fresh salad. So like an arugula salad mm-hmm. goes on top. So it's a pizza salad with mustard mm-hmm. and dough. Now, here's a great idea: mm-hmm. you can put some cheese, you could put fresh sliced tomatoes and you can even put some bacon, some cooked crispy bacon. When that pizza, and I'm using quotes around pizza, comes out of the oven, so you got the dough with the mustard, crispy bacon, and tomatoes, you put the salad greens on top and you have a BLT pizza. That sounds like heaven. And
0: I don't think a lot of people know about, we we wrote a book a while ago about grilling pizza, um, and all about grilled pizza, believe it or not. And uh, we have several mustard pizzas in there, and I don't think people know that that's an appropriate sauce. For pizza, I mean,
1: it, no, it's not white clam sauce, and no, it's not um, tomato sauce. No, but you know, if you go to, if you're a person who likes California Pizza Kitchen, which right. I do on occasion, they have a great pizza oh, on I their menu that's a that. Thai chicken pizza, and they use Thai peanut sauce which instead I of tomato do sauce. Do
0: on occasion when you're <laughs> feeling really downscale. <laughs>
1: And you don't want to add anchovies to your white bean dip or whatever. Yes. <laughs> you go to California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> on occasion. Barbecue sauce makes a good sauce for pizza. As. But mustard makes an amazing, savory topping. And I would use um, a spicy, not a sweet mustard here. I would go with a spicy mustard. Um, and then, again, uh, the idea of putting fresh tomatoes and cooked bacon and then a salad on top for a BLT pizza that sounds like heaven.
0: Yeah, it does. Okay, so I'm moving on, and I've got a great grill mop for you. And this is going to use up some leftover mustard. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with the term, grill mop means that which you slather on things on the grill once they're on there. And here's what you want to do: you want to take about a third a cup. You don't have to be crazy about this. A third a cup of all fruit apricot spread. So you you don't want to get it too sweet with apricot jam. So you use like an all fruit spread and third cup, half cup. Yeah, I don't know. Just guess. Look at it. And Add a tablespoon of mustard and a tablespoon of soy sauce to that. I love the cookbook author saying just guess. Guess. Just look at it. And add a tablespoon of mustard and a tablespoon of soy sauce together with that. Whisk Mm. it together. Now it is ready. You're ready. So this is really great on turkey burgers, on wings, on chicken breasts, on chicken thighs on the grill. What you want to do with this is you want to go ahead and grill those things a bit. So don't put this mop on at first. No, because
1: it'll burn, right? That's right.
0: It'll burn up too much so you put uh your chicken breast on the grill and you get it nice and uh you know partially done i don't know how far it's 130
1: degrees because then you have to go to 160 165 that seems good
0: but just let me have it at partially done and then you mop this stuff on top of the uh, jerky burger chicken breast i would even be good on pork chops on the grill Mm -hmm. and then then now you can grill it and turn it yeah and you don't want to turn this too much because remember the more that this mop faces down toward the heat the more it's going to burn so you kind of want to be careful about this but uh, it's a really great high flavor mop on just about any chicken pork turkey burgers poultry from the grill not good on fish not actually so great on beef but again mm, dirty cups so much all fruit, apricot bread, tablespoon of mustard, and a tablespoon of soy sauce. What
1: kind of mustard would you use? I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, I do know. I, I would steer clear of honey mustard. Here, I would probably just go with either standard American yellow mustard or Dijon mustard. I'm back to that again. Or Dijon mustard. Or I would, I would steer clear of flavored mustard. Oh, yeah, like
1: don't use the cranberry cinnamon no, mustard. No, I would steer that. clear Beautiful of all mustard, that.
0: Yeah. Uh, You just want that. What you want here is just a little bit of that nose-tingling flavor. That sounds good. In Inside the rub, and you're adding soy sauce to kind of add a little bit more of the savory flavor behind it.
1: Regular or low sodium, it doesn't matter, they'll either work. Right, exactly. So you want to fancy up something that really doesn't need fancying up? How about a beef tenderloin? It is a great piece of meat. It's fancy enough, but we're going to make it fancy. Roast it. You have
0: to cash out your IRA
1: to buy it. Fancy. (laughs) Yeah, fancy meat. Roast it any way you like to roast a tenderloin. The way I do it is I give it salt and pepper. I shove it in a 400-degree oven until it's at 125 degrees, which for us is a nice rare. It's not... Too rare, um, but it is still rare. What it's is that upper pound? Per pound? That's the, you, I mean, and it depends where you go. On yeah. sale, you can get them for 10 No, no, no. $9. I mean the roasting time. Oh, it dep- at 400 degrees, you're talking maybe 15 minutes a pound. Maybe. And it
0: and it's going to depend, and just to say, I don't mean to keep trying wrenches in this, sorry, but it's going to depend on whether you have that
1: thin end or the thicker yep. end of the tenderloin. Yep. And also, if you're the kind of person that likes to sear your tenderloin first on a stovetop and then shove it in the oven so it gets nice and brown, because the thing about tenderloins, they're not in the oven long enough to get brown and crispy. Not really. With this recipe, it doesn't matter. You right. don't, you're not looking for a crispy, and here's why. When it's done and it comes out of the oven, you're just going to let it sit at room temperature for about an hour, right? That's enough for it to cool off so it's not hot. The juices aren't going to run everywhere. The outside of the meat is not going to melt the mustard when you do this. Spread mustard all over the outside of it right you're covering it in mustard it may take a couple tablespoons then you're going to chop up and mince a whole lot of fresh herbs mostly parsley but add into Mm -hmm. it some Mm -hmm. basil some oregano uh, some thyme some rosemary but mostly parsley that's the big green holding and a little bit of herbs Roll that mustard coated tenderloin in that, and you will then slice it and have these beautiful slices of rare beef that are room temperature, coated in mustard and herbs. It is a fabulous buffet you, thing.
0: You can really do this even if you are a person opposed to cold, room temperature food. You could even do this slightly warm, but you would say, right, Bruce, that you have to chill it a little chill. You have, you have to, to cool leave it. it at room temperature at at the minimum. minimum of 15 minutes. Which
1: is what you would do if you were going to carve it anyway because if you try and cut it up before, the juices are all going to run everywhere. Right. You always let meat sit at least 15 minutes. I'm letting it go a little bit longer so it's not hot because I think this is a much better room temperature even cold dish so you if you want you can even then once you've rolled it in the herbs put in the fridge and then slice it up cold for sandwiches or for a cold buffet. yeah that would be crazy and again these these fresh herbs would burn
0: on the grill or in the oven no you can't do that no you can't and the mustard would come off melt and essentially come off Mm -hmm. so this is all something to do for a easy easy
1: but expensive summer entertaining right it would be and again i would use a very flavorful mustard here. Not a flavored mustard, but a very flavorful one from a honey mustard to a Dijon to even a nice spicy New York spicy deli mustard. Mm.
0: Okay, so I'm moving on and I'm going to talk just a little bit about fish burgers. And fish burgers are a problem. They and get a
1: bad rap, do they,
0: they do get a bad rap. And I want to just tell you just about a secret we discovered long ago when we were writing the book. Um, cooking know-how and that is that the best fish burgers are made and I'm sorry if you are about to jump away from me if you're kosher or have allergies. But the best fish burgers are made with just a little shrimp in them because the shrimp has a, oh, forgive me here, gelatinous quality. A binding issue. Yes, there you go. That (laughs) helps the fish burger stay together on the grill. It
1: gives them a better texture because fish burgers, when you bite into them, part of their issue is they're so soft.
0: They are soft, and they also tend to flake all apart on you. So here's what you want to do. You want to put a pound of skin skinless fish fillets in a food processor and here i would use uh, snapper uh, you can use salmon absolutely uh you can use snapper you can use tilapia. i wouldn't use a really thick meaty fish like mahi mahi or swordfish which is really not sustainable anyway i wouldn't use those things in this i would instead listen go for salmon and use a pound of skinless salmon fillet put that in there and then put a quarter pound of peeled and deveined medium shrimp so Mm-hmm. that's not too many medium shrimp. You know, that might be six or seven medium shrimp. And you want to put that those and they have to be peeled and deveined in the food processor. Oh, God.
1: Oh, gross with the peels and then you're biting into the burger and you Lovely. pick a peel. You know, up.
0: I listen, I grew up in Texas. We have this whole running discussion constantly and I grew up that in Texas and shrimp was a religion from the Gulf Coast when I was a kid. And uh, I grew up eating the whole thing all the way down through the tail. So I grew up eating the entire <laughs>
1: shrimp. On the shtetl where my grandparents <laughs> came from, shrimp was anti religion. That's yes, And was. plus, I think that the shtetl in Belarus was. Like, you couldn't get shrimp. I don't think they <laughs>
0: sold shrimp in Belarus, but it's it's a thing. So, okay, so I got my pound of fish fillets in the food bus, so I got a quarter pound of peeled and divided shrimp. And then you want to put in two tablespoons of mustard and two tablespoons of any fresh herbs you like. Cilantro, parsley, rosemary, oregano, thyme, tarragon. Um, I would go with tarragon and thyme. Dill, dill, dill. Uh, dill, Bridger mustard, dill. and dill. Okay, anything you like that's green, fresh herbs, put that in there. About two tablespoons of it with the two tablespoons of mustard. Cover and pulse. Don't don't process. Pulse until you get a finely ground but not paste-like mixture. You just want to grind this up a bit. Remove the blade. Form that mixture into four patties. Spray them or oil them in some way and grill them or put them in a grill pan.
1: Honestly, that is a fine fish burger here's a tip the way you can make patties easily from this fish paste mixture is wet hands yeah use wet fingers it's a little sticky you will get you will get perfect patties out of that
0: that's right it's a little sticky and these fish burgers honestly are the best now because there's shrimp in them you must
1: cook them through which is why i wouldn't use tuna for this because even tuna burgers i like a little bit medium rare yeah they're really honestly what
0: i'm going for here is salmon burgers and i'm really going for a pound of, of skinless <laughs> salmon and a quarter pound <laughs> of shrimp and two a <laughs> quarter <and> two <laughs> herbs, and then you know oil them up spray them with non-stick spray however you do it get them on a grill or you can even do this um by spraying them and a baking sheet and putting them under a, for a broiler about four to six inches from the heat source I guess, how long do you think? This would probably go about... Uh, oh,
1: fish burgers, are going to take about three minutes a side, yeah, four three, minutes a side. three,
0: four minutes, depending on how hot your grill is, depending on how hot your grill pan is. Um, and it, uh, these are great. And when you put them on the buns, you can serve these, of course, on, a, on top of a salad. But when you, I would like them on a bun. And when you put them on the bun, you can add more mustard. I would also recommend all kinds of uh, vinegary condiments like
1: kimchi or, coal or... You and the kimchi on a burger. That is a kimchi. religion. It is
0: kimchi or a vinegary coleslaw or a vinegary carrot salad. I would encourage any of that. Stay away from the creamy uh, mayonnaise-y stuff.
1: You can also do what I love, which is sweet pickle relish and hot jalapeno slices. That would be fabulous. Mm. You
0: put this fish burger on a bun, you top it with pickle relish and hot jalapeno slices. That would be fabulous.
1: Okay. Now, we all love mashed potatoes. And, of course, the best mashed potatoes are when there's just enough potato to hold the butter and cream together. Right, the, the potato emulsifies the <laughs> butter and cream. But if you're trying to cut down a little bit on fat, you can use mustard instead of butter to give you a nice, rich, satisfying mashed potatoes, with and a, it's better
0: for you. With a very important caveat. The
1: very important caveat is don't substitute all the butter for the mustard. So if you like to put a stick of butter in one potato, in one potato, don't put eight tablespoons of mustard. No. So here's the thing. If for every two pounds of potatoes that you've boiled or steamed, you're going to put about half a cup of chicken broth and two tablespoons of mustard. There you go. That's that's it. Imagine that. You just have chicken broth and mustard, and it will give you a satisfying, flavorful mashed potato yep. without any butter or and, cream. And I, mean, yeah. I know. I'm not crazy. This is really good. It's
0: dairy-free, and it's nicely dairy-free. So it's it's parve Yeah. Um. <laughs> We, why do we go back to Belarus all the time? It is parf. I
1: wish we'd go back
0: to Belarus. Uh, no, I don't. Good. You're on your own. I'm going to have a nice vacation in, I don't know, where do white people go? Norway. I'm going to have a nice vacation in Norway. You go to Belarus. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go on now, and I'm just going to take it talk about how to roast potatoes. So if you take a pound of quartered red-skinned potatoes, so a pound of red-skinned potatoes, get, you know, ones that are about golf ball size. Quarter them up, and then just toss them in a bowl with two tablespoons worth. Two tablespoons is our thing. (laughs) Two tablespoons of mustard and uh, some minced garlic. I don't know, two teaspoons, a teaspoon, a tablespoon. Uh, You guess it. Salt and pepper them a little bit. Um, Not so much salt because the mustard's salty. More pepper. Pour them into a roasting pan and bake them in a preheated 375-degree oven. I don't know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. Toss them a lot. When they're nice and
1: brown, they're ready. And that mustard is actually going to caramelize. It's going to reduce and become this caramelized glaze like a barbecue sauce would on something. It's really, really delicious.
0: So you don't have to just think about mustard as a condiment on dogs and burgers this summer. You can think about mustard in all kinds of ways because it actually is a very highly flavored condiment that can add a spark to almost anything. you make and look at all the ways we've talked about it from fish burgers through scrambled eggs
1: apparently Mm -hmm. Um,
0: we've talked about dozens no actually eight eight (laughs) ways of (laughs) using up mustard i like dozens better thousands we've talked to thousands of ways to
1: it's been mustard. the black hole of podcasts we've yeah. talked through thousands and yet you only it, heard eight it feels like the black hole but go ahead please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode and that doesn't matter whether you get your podcast from itunes or Stitcher or iHeartRadio or spotify please subscribe you won't miss an episode and rate us Give us a five-star rating, and that will help everybody find out about us.
0: And check out our YouTube channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, the same name as this podcast. You can actually see lots of videos about Instant Pots, about air fryers, and a new set of videos that Bruce and I are doing called A Deep Dig Into, in which Bruce and I each take on a subject right up front. I'm out at the first one with a deep dig into how to make fudgy brownies. Bruce is coming up with how to make kimchi. All of this on our YouTube channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. So subscribe, and we would love to see you back here next time on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.